welcome to the 85th episode of the Crack Die Podcast. Hooray! Oh, man. Mm. Getting there, getting there. Ugh, slowly but surely. If I remember, last time was a huge downer at the end. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. So good on you, everyone who's still here. Yeah, right? <laughs> to the point of needing uh, a warning at the front of our... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> episode there yeah that got yeah. that got that got gruesome mm-hmm. warning this is going to be a very depressing subject but we're going to keep it as cheerful as possible oh boy <laughs> <laughs> packaged right i suppose rainbow sprinkles and confetti yay so at the end of the last episode things happened you guys dealt with a faceless stalker, came back to town, started doing some investigation on certain things. Uh, Knife Sword went to investigate getting some things made and learning some stuff. And I'll leave it like that. Soraya went around quelling the rumors that were starting to erupt and causing some distrust in the city. Brianna and Twin Talon went around and spoke to Yolecha. And the goblins about the faces they found in the Faceless Stalker's bag to see if they could identify anyone. And you all met up around 2 p.m. to go talk to uh, the Wainwright, the owners of Vusker's Carts and Wheels, to tell them that one of their six children is dead. Sorry about it? Suddenly really sensitive to sunburn. One of the two. Oh, no. Well, he's, her, their son wasn't burned. He was defaced. Right. We don't have the skin to protect you, so it's, you know. Oh, got it. <laughs> You'd like SPF 9000. I don't like it here anymore. Maybe over 9000, but. You know. I'm done. So you head in to speak with Faddle B, uh, and you head out to his farmhouse, and you go to speak to him and his husband. What if the whole family is. Faceless stalkers. <laughs> well, they wouldn't need ripped faces, right? I guess they would. Well, yeah, to pretend to be the members of the family. Like, what if the original family is no longer there, and they're all faceless stalkers? Ha ha ha. Ha, I guess we'll uh, bring over some food with us and see if they eat it? I, I don't know that <laughs> faceless stalkers can't eat. We don't. We just know that they need blood to survive. That that's how they sustain themselves. So we'll drain them all of their blood mm-hmm. and see oh, if they no. can get any more. Right. It's like it's like I don't I don't need candy to survive, but if you give me candy, I'll eat it. <laughs> I'm wondering if food's the same way for them versus blood. That's that's fair. So we make our way over. I could cast veil and we could all look like faceless stalkers and then we could no! gauge how they react. No! Why? <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez. And we bring in the new and, and as they open the door we just show the face, right? Is that what we're doing? Well, I thought Oh my god. Knives was gonna be wearing it. Is that what the plan was? Just <laughs> <laughs> gonna like straight up like Hannibal Lecter this shit. Why does it get so dark? <laughs> Look, we couldn't think of a good way to do this, so we found the worst way to do it instead. We don't know how to break ice, so... All right. Uh... Speaking as a goblin, that's that's horrific. <laughs> <laughs> um, Twin Talon, uh, since you were quite tactful on your, your handling of 
Yolecha, perhaps you would like to do the honors with the Wainwright? Uh, Wainwright's family? I mean, I can certainly try. I'm, I'm not the most diplomatic person, but I, I'll do my best. I believe in you. I think Brianna would technically be diplomatic, but Haya's not, so... Uh... <laughs> Maybe I'll just steal their heart with my thievery. Oh! Mm. There you go. <laughs> so as you approach the farmhouse, you hear muffled yelling. Not screams, like, in terror, but, like, arguing. Okay. So... That's what you hear. Are you arguing with yourself in my backpack? Yep. Okay. All right. Brianna will knock on the door. Hello? Thaddleby comes to the door. Very tired looking. Hello, Thaddleby. Uh, it's us. Yes. Um. Thank you again. What seems to be going on? What seems to be the problem? Can I help you? I'm sorry. I'm uh. I'm just very tired and stressed from this morning. We apologize if we came in in a uh, inopportune time. Oh n- no no it's it's fine. Okay. So um. So. Well, we came for a, a couple things, actually. First, we wanted to see how uh, how you were doing after this morning. Uh, well, a little bit of explaining to do to my husband, who doesn't quite seem to believe that I was tied up and held for ransom, but... What? Other than that... So he thinks you were just, just not home? Well, I... Sometimes I... He looks around, and he gives you the uh, air quotation marks work late to just not be home because there's so many people here uh-huh um and so he was just accusing me of uh, uh just drinking and gallivanting and whatnot it's not very kind okay well sorry about that i mean we can definitely vouch for you if you'd like i mean sure okay in fact, it might be good. The second thing we wanted to talk about, it might be good if both of you were here for that. Sure. Um, one second, and uh, I, let me get my uh, let me get my husband real quick. He, uh, please, please come in, have a seat. Okay. Th- thank you. Yeah. Thank you for your kindness. So he walks out of the room, and. He comes back with his husband. Brianna, you know that his husband is a very short, stout dwarf. I love it. <laughs> uh, named Fokith. F-O-K-E-A-T-H. Okay. He has a long, even for a dwarf, long red beard, mm-hmm. red hair down to about the middle of his back with braids in it. And he, he comes kind of trudging forward. Ugh. What? Uh, hello there, Fogrith. How, how, are, how are you doing? How are you holding up after this? After, after my husband's out gallivanting around town, drinking all night, not coming home, leaving me with five kids to take care of. Ugh. Well, wait a minute. Though we, we... Excuse me? How many kids do you have? Uh, we have six. 
But only five were at home. Ah, okay. Sorry. Well, uh, we we cannot vo- vouch for uh, the the other knights that he may or may not be gallivanting. But uh, in in the dawn hours in question, um, he was very much here. And uh, how much is he paying you for this information? For you to come tell me this? Nothing. Uh huh. Just like him. Of course you. Would would vouch for him. Excuse me, you've known me <laughs> quite a long time. Do you truly think I would actually be alright with uh, taking money from just to help with marital issues? And lying. Do you think she'd be okay with lying? And lying. The champion of Serenre? <sighs> you have a point. <sighs> and he looks at Twin Talon. Kind of winks. Wink! Ugh. <sighs> What 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 do you need? What do you, what can I help you with? So to tell me like um so your your sixth son or your sixth child is that it is that it for whatever reason in my head they were all boys I don't know that that's that's the case. <laughs> no, it's not the case, but that's fine. <laughs> I don't know if it was the Brady Bunch thing or what, but probably. Uh, your uh your sixth child who was not at home. Do you know where they are? Uh, you know, teenagers out and about doing whatever they please. I told them to be home by midnight, but who knows? Could you describe them for us? And he describes a uh, scrawny teenager, human, pimply-faced, almost uh, like the 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 geek from uh, Futurama. Okay. Does that look like the person that we met? Uh, yes, it does. Well, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but unfortunately, something terrible has happened to your son. No, what what happened? There was a creature that came into town, and we managed to scare it off, chase it down, and slay the creature, but... It did manage to kill a number of the town folks. What are you saying? Unfortunately, it it seems that your son was amongst those that were killed. What? Uh, I'm sorry. I, I I don't know how better to break that to you. Uh, unfortunately, we don't know where your son's body is, but the creature took grisly trophies of his victims, um, and... Your son's face was among those things that we recovered. No, that's uh, you must be mistaken. You hear his voice crack a little bit. Puntano put his hand on his shoulder, and he'll say, "We, we brought it with us, for there is no more appropriate place than with you to lay him to rest in, in the manner in which is, you see is appropriate, if you are up to." Receiving it. And you just see them, the, the dwarf, break down and just start uncontrollably sobbing. We're so sorry to, to be the ones to tell you this. If it is of any consolation to you, the creature has been dealt with. It, it makes me feel a little better, but it won't bring my son back. Of course. Unfortunately, no. I don't want to inconvenience you in your moment of grief or or 
make you feel any more exposed than you are. So uh, I'm going to leave this here, and he'll put a the, the son's face wrapped in a cloth or something, something like so, so it's not just like handing him a, a raw face. Yeah. <laughs> Slap! <laughs> Slap him on the table. <laughs> no, so we'll hand him uh, like a package to to him and his husband, and just say, you know, this is this is what we found. Again, we apologize. We don't know where his the rest of him is, but we just want to, you know, say how sorry we are for your loss, and uh, we'll we'll be on our way. But if you need anything, um, we, as you probably know, are currently residing at the Citadel, uh, all terrain, and um, you know, feel free to call upon us, and if you do need anything else. Thank you. And you see Fattleby has come up and, and thrown his arms around his husband and all argument or anything like that just seems to be washed away. And you see their four daughters and youngest son come around and just kind of start to try and help their fathers with with the situation. It's not easy for any of them. And you see that the oldest the oldest daughter looks to you and kind of with like nods and says thank you and takes the the wrapped face and takes it away and to figure out how to best prepare it and what pan fried i would uh i was gonna say prepare it for burial (laughs) oh whoops um (laughs) um with a little paprika and they uh they nod and, and politely ask if you can leave so that they may mourn in proper. And you see, as you leave, you hear scissors clipping. And just as the door closes, you see the long beard of the dwarf fall to the floor. Oh, wow. Wait, what? I, I think he cut his beard off in mourning. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, they do that? Apparently. I'm using context clues, man. I'm not a dwarf. I mean, did his face just fall off as he was shape-shifting? I mean, that could have happened, too. <laughs> no. <laughs> so. Do we know what the what the dwarven husband does? Does he have a job as well, or is he... Yes, he, he, he also works at uh, okay. Vusker's Carts and Wheels. Vusker is their last name that their son will never take ownership of now. <sighs> I wonder if their oldest daughter was older than their oldest son. Yes. Cool. Okay. Well, now she just has to kill off the youngest son, and then maybe the line of succession will fall to her. I mean, it's it's Galarian. Who's to say how line of succession actually works in a fantasy realm, right? Yeah. I don't know. I'm just trying to make light of a horrible situation. <laughs> so dark. I feel very sad. Yeah. When I kill one of you, you can come back as uh, as a dwarf. Oh, gladly. Or I you were gonna say a faceless or, stalker, or a daughter, a daughter of oh, a dwarf. No. I mean, every female dwarf is someone dwarf's daughter, right? Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, what are we off to next? Boy, um, better be fucking rainbows. That's all I know. Right? <laughs> I need to um, make a withdrawal from the central pod. I, I just need to get some stuff for Schnozzle's Schnozzle's ear day. So, uh, I'm yeah. sorry, what? What? Schnozzle's what? Ear Day. Don't you celebrate Schnozzle's Ear Day? Who's Schnozzle? No. How, how much money do you need? Mm. A hundred gold. 
I'm going to uh, roll a sense bullshit <laughs> because it's, it's versus no. knife, knife swords deception DC. Do I get any pluses because I don't like lying and and I'm allergic to it? No, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, what is it? Just perception. Perception versus his deception DC. But am I lying? I don't know. That's a scary part. Ah, fuck. It was just a 16. Um, cool. Yeah, you think back and you think back to your time studying goblins, which wasn't very much, and it seems like a legit holiday. As much as anything yeah. that has to do with goblins seems like a legit anything. In fact, you think you should go get gifts for the goblins that are working at the Citadel. Oh, wow. And how much money did you say you needed? A hundred gold. Okay, and how much gold do we have? <laughs> um, you have currently zero platinum, 3,490 gold, oh. okay. three silver, and seven copper. Sure. Okay. If knife sword, knife sword has pulled his weight, I don't see any reason why giving him a hundred gold would be an issue. All right. So I, like, will... I want really nice shoes. It's like, well, all right, whatever, man. <laughs> I will take away a hundred coins from you and give it to the knife sword. Oh, coins. Cool. Can make that copper then. <laughs> if it's just coins, any denomination, just. Uh... Here's 10,000 copper. <laughs> oh, it's heavy. Okay. Uh, uh, I'm going to start pulling it over towards the, the book company. No. Okay. Yes? No. The the Breach Hill Archives. Right. So, okay, you're going to make that transaction. You know it's only oh, 80, my. right? I want one extra. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, okay. okay. I'm not stealing from anybody. Yeah, I want to make five of the first thing. That's what I, yeah. Okay, so <laughs> Knife Sword goes and takes about an hour at the archives, and then we'll return to you all. What are the rest of you doing in that hour? Uh, how many more faces we got of people we recognize? None. You've talked to everyone. I said we do have faces left over, correct? We do. That's such a horrible statement. I know, but... Uh... <laughs> we have faces left over. We have, we have unidentified uh, faces. Thank you. Uh, thank so you. We got the goblin worker, the bugbear, who we don't know. Mm-hmm. And then the the sun. the sun. Then there was a human who was a guard, so we did know that person. Mm-hmm. A gnome and a halfling, I believe. Yeah, I think the only respectable thing to do now would be to take them to a taxidermist. No. Get them no. mounted. <laughs> Already, no. A, and put them in a place of honor in the Citadel as a memorial with some kind of like ever-burning candle or something. No. No, we can just do like headstones if we want to do that. Well, this way, but yeah, who's gonna? But we don't know their names to put on the headstones. And this way, if someone comes looking for them, they can go look at them on the memorial wall. And no, no, I don't want faces hanging in my citadel. Or I just I don't. We can do it mass suggested and talk to Greta about them. Maybe she can identify Ooh. people, and then we can take it from there. Yeah. I got, I got, I, I got a compromise. Oh boy, I got a compromise. Oh, dear. A compromise between it taking them to be identified and mounting them in our castle? I can't wait to hear it. No, 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 no. I mean, I don't, I'm don't. i okay for getting the, trying to get them identified, but if we can't get them identified, we could take 
casts of the faces to put on the tombstones instead of names. Oh, like a death mask? Yeah, so then if someone came looking for them, they would recognize the face and could know, you know. Assuming that we cannot get them identified, that would be a worthwhile compromise, I think. Like, that's that's not an uncommon... Death masks are not uncommon. But no one peels their yes, face however... off. Yes, however... Gravestone, holy shit. I, I'm going to say that you two should perhaps go talk to Greta. I might stop by the mortuary, which is number nine on our lovely map, and see if the other bodies have been turned in, maybe of the sun. I feel like, you know, hey, have you had any faceless bodies is a pretty easy question to answer. Uh, and then after that, I'm very intrigued with this possibly, like, catapesh dirt that was in Boz's cell. I have a feeling we should go back down to the basement and see if that's where the next gate leads. Can I go with Soraya? Yeah, absolutely. There will be no eating anything in the mortuary. Uh, I'm not a cannibal. And there aren't only goblins in there. Oh. No. Okay. Make me put a muzzle on you if you're going to come. I will, I have one. No, that's fine. No, keep it away. (laughs) So that was the first question. The first thing I realized. No more... Simeon familiars. Anyway, shall we? You guys head to the mortuary, and a very sallow-looking human, female, approaches in an elaborate morning gown and a gauzy black veil with elbow-length satin gloves. Hello. Hello, uh, Morta, I assume. Yes. I, mm, how to say this... Uh, I'm sure you've heard the rumors that have been flying around town. Oh, yes, quite. Um, so aside from the ones that came from the prison, have there been any other bodies in similar condition? Uh, no. No one has had the face removed here. Alright, so it's just, um, just those three from the prison? Yes. Well, I wouldn't say wonderful, but alright, um... Is there anything else you've noticed about any of the those those bodies while you were preparing them that might be of interest to us? Nothing interesting. It seems to be just the ones that you talked about. Sorry, I find it really interesting that this mortar this mortician is like, yeah, nothing interesting about a bunch of exsanguinated, faceless bodies. Gotcha. Can I sniff him? The mortician. You may sniff her. Yes. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> oh no. I got a seventeen, uh, which is a one. It sm- it smells like flowers and uh, potpourri, a little cinnamon on there. That's you. That's what she keeps. That's what she keeps around the building to keep the death from getting too bad. Yeah, she was just preparing Ooh. today's uh, assortment. Ah, that reeks of dead things. Okay, thank you. Oh yes. Yes, thank you indeed. We shall um shall leave you to it, and if there's any of the the families that. Uh, might have some difficulty paying for funerary requirements. Please let us know. I'm sure you can find us at the Citadel or um, most of the... I'm going to say carrier pigeons because I don't know. <laughs> Nowhere to find yes. me up the mountain. Sounds good. Well, I will leave you to whatever preparations I'm sure you must be making. Farewell. <laughs> Goodbye. You have a wonderful rest of your day. You too? All right. <laughs> So, let's jump over to Brianna and Twin Talon. Okay. 
So I believe we were going to Greta Gardenia to ask her to see if she could identify any other faces. Yes. All right. Yes. So we'll go find her. Yep. So you head back to Greta Gardenia, who is at the town hall now holding an impromptu meeting. Ladies and gentlemen, I have been assured by the heroes of Breach Hill that they have dealt with the Faceless Stalker and have done some thorough investigation to make sure there are none around here. No, none left around. We are preparing to offer any funeral arrangements for those who have been impacted by this tragedy, and we will overcome it. Ah! They, here they come now. Two of our heroes. Twin Town will kind of sheepishly smile and wave. Brianna will politely nod and, and do the same. What have you guys seen? What have you heard? Are they all dead? Are there any other left in the city? Oh, um, as of right now, we, we cannot impart further information that we have given, but rest assured that we will continue to get to the bottom of this infiltration that we have experienced. G- Greta Gardinia, please, a, a, a word of your time in private, if, if possible. Uh, yes, uh, the rest of the town council will be happy to answer any questions while I go speak with our heroes here. And she shuffles you off into one of the smaller side buildings. Brianna kind of maybe privately winces whenever she says heroes. She doesn't quite feel it at this moment, but anyway. <laughs> yep. Miss Gardenia. What is her official title? Like, what, what would be an honorific title for her? Counselor? Her Excellency? Counselor. Okay. Counselor, we we are here to impart a moment of your time to talk about some of the, the victims that we have uh, encountered and we would hope that we could use your, your extensive knowledge of the people of Breachel to perhaps identify some of them. A word of caution, what we are about to show you is rather gruesome. She'll kind of look at Twin Talon for support or confirmation. He will not. So, yup. <laughs> Don't know how to continue from there. The creature seemed to favor taking faces in order to infiltrate and or assimilate to, to our society and had taken several victims uh, in order to return them to their homes or their families to impart the news we we do need this this help so whenever you're ready counselor we would wish to show you these faces okay i i believe i'm ready okay twin town will uh take them out and unwrap them one at a time she retches all over the floor oh boy i'll make sure she doesn't retch on any of the faces yes is there a, a, a trash can nearby that she yes, can, like... Yes, she, she manages to get there, and she's like, oh, this is way worse than I was expecting. Brianna will kneel by her, and I'm guessing she'll take a handkerchief from her pack and hand it over and, like, kind of pet her back in support. Be like, I I apologize. I I know it's it is quite gruesome. And... Yes. Um. Let me let me look at the faces closer. And as she does, please tell me she doesn't spew all over the place again. Right. Correct. She does not. Okay. Good. Outside of the guard and the 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 
the the other two don't look familiar to me at all. Hmm. Well, condolences to the the guards' family, and and I suppose we will let you break the news as as counselor and and leader, or or would you rather us go ahead and do so? No, no. Um, I will. It is the part of the job I hate the most. I can understand that. As for the remaining faces, I don't think they're going to keep very long for us to continue this line of investigation, Twin Talon. I think it's best to say their last rites and either bury or cremate or something. <laughs> I, I, I concur. I, I think that Knife Sword's idea of making like a death mask wouldn't be the worst thing. At least we could memorialize them in some way or at the very least have it as a reference if somebody comes looking for them. Yes. Um, maybe that can be something that's done at the temple? Is there a temple in town? I assume there's a temple in town. It's a fantasy world. I believe so. Caden's Keg is actually a temple to Caden Kalian, and the Great Dream House is a temple to Desna. Ooh. Oh, a temple to Desna. I was going to ask if we if we had one to uh, Phrasma. So you know that the mortuary at Mort- Morta is a worshiper of Phrasma? I mean, if anybody would be able to recreate uh, bones beneath in order to, you know, have a, a decent-looking uh, death mask, I believe going back to Mortes is not a bad idea. Agreed. And after that, after the death masks are made, I think final rites probably should be done by... Gonna say we go to the, the House of Dreams. I have something else I want to do there. So... Okay. It's as good a place as any, cleric-wise. Certainly. I mean, if, if all else fails, I'll, I'll happily do so myself, but that is a good idea. Okay. Well, Greta, hopefully you will be able to eat again soon, and uh, <laughs> good luck. I don't envy your, your task in delivering the bad news to the guard's family. Thank you. And she like wipes her mouth, tidies herself up, and you see her take a deep breath and like Okay, let's go confront these people and heads out. All right. Okay. To Morda's we go. To Morda's we go. Uh, you head over to Morda's mortuary. You run into Soraya there. Well, we were able to identify uh, the guardsmen. The other two, unfortunately, we do not know who they are. So the line of thinking was to create the death mask and who better to help us recreate bone but uh, Morta. So here we are. She's very dry, but, um, Mm. amenable enough. Well, I can imagine uh, somebody who doesn't uh, speak to the living very often can become a bit dry in in their lack of practice with with people, but uh, they are good at their job. (laughs) That is what we need them for. Well, she should just be inside if you'd like to go say hello. All right, sounds good. Here goes nothing. Oh, hello. I'm very popular today. Quiet, Morta, quiet. How are you doing? How is business? (laughs) Booming. People are dying to see me. Oh, you are funny. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, Morta, we 
we were hoping to to ask your your expertise uh, regarding the creation of death masks. Unfortunately, all we really have to work on or work with are the faces. We were hoping that you would be able to perhaps sculpt a usable skull in order to put the faces on so we can then recreate these face masks of the deceased so we can use them as identifiers should their loved ones come searching for them. Oh, yes. I would love to do this art project. Uh, It will take me a few days to properly cast and fit everything appropriately, but I can absolutely do that for you. It would be a pleasure. Ah, thank you. I was going to say why you're getting the supplies to make paper mache. I'm concerned now. Oh, no, I was going to pour them out of plaster. Ah, perfect. But if you like, I can make them out of paper mache and perhaps maybe a piñata. No. I was afraid that's where you were going. No, we're good. <laughs> there's there's three faces that we need done though. Okay, great. Good conversation. Will we'll, we'll I, I will absolutely do that for you. Uh, and how would we be able to compensate you for this art project, like you say? Oh, I never thought of that. Hmm. Maybe I feel ra- like Twin Talons, like staring daggers at me now. Yeah. I'm sorry. Can you feel it through my computer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> Maybe five silver a face. Okay. That, that seems fair. Uh, Twin Talon will Listen, dig out. As an out of Twin Talon will dig out fifteen silver and he'll hand it to Morta along with three wrapped faces: okay. the bugbear, the halfling, and the gnome. Listen, this person's an artist. Okay, they they need to eat too. Oh, I know. But someone's like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it feels weird to be like, yeah, I'll do that to help the town, and you're like, no, no, we need to pay you for that. Oh, see, I didn't. Here, that, that was just the impression that I got. <laughs> See, it was just why... like she was doing it to be helpful oh. to the town in general. But my bad. And the in the like the world of right and wrong, like you're right. Even if she's doing it to be helpful, she still get paid for it. I'm a paladin. Right. Sorry. You, okay. <laughs> really, at the end of this, pay your artist people. Exactly. That's the most important part. Speaking of which, we're looking for free art. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Um, Fan art is different than free art. They chose to do that. Yeah. That is true. Yeah, we're looking for fan art of any type. We're not requesting anything specific. We just love that you are involved and are interested in our Mm -hmm. product that we're producing. So we love you, our fans. Mm Mm-hmm. Backpack architecture will be particularly appreciated. Mm. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> she is going to start making those for you. It's going to take her a little bit of time. Okay. You wanted to go by the... Uh... The dream house. Yes. Yes, I do. Yes. All right. So you head on over to the dream house. Is it the dream house or house of dreams? What is it? The great dream house. The Great Dream okay. House. Uh, okay. So, uh, Twin Talon would like to... Uh, he'll go in. Um, he doesn't know a whole lot about Desna. Although, I am trained in religion, so I guess I don't know nothing. The Great Dream House is a monastery-like establishment dedicated to the goddess Desna. 
You know, there's about 30 priests and acolytes who call this place home, living, working, studying, and praying in the temple's peaceful lounges and verdant indoor gardens. What did you want to do in here, Twin Talon? I was going to see if any of the, the clergy here knew anything about the Dreamgate, where it might go, and also what we okay. might find on the other side, and also to have a run-on sentence be completely run-on. Mm-hmm. Keep going, keep going. Anything about the Star Knife that we found, or that we were given. Hmm. Okay. A couple of the acolytes shake their head when you ask them this question. But the head priest, Keelan, a male elf, comes up and nods and says, Hello, how can I be of assistance? Uh, Hello. You may, I mean, I'm sure you know Brianna, but you may know us as the uh, quote-unquote heroes of Breach Hill, which have recently taken up residency in the Citadel uh, outside outside of town. We've come across in the basement a ring of Ayudara, and one is called the Dreamgate, which apparently is tied to Desna. It is opened by this knife, and he'll draw out he'll draw out Eclipse, and he'll say, I- "I'm curious if you have any insight on Eclipse or the Dreamgate or what's on the other side of it, um, or what we could expect if we go through." Oh, this is this is very ancient and very old. Those are the same thing, yeah. He looks over it and, like, tar- turns it over in his hands, admiring the the stars and Desna butterflies engraved onto the star knife. Unfortunately, the, the dream gate has been lost to us for a long time, and all records of it are, are not with us, unfortunately. Um, but I'm sure th- if rumors are to be believed at all, you will enter a very peaceful, tranquil place between this gate and the next. Um, there should be uh, a place for you to rest. If it is indeed de- uh, dedicated to Desna, you could probably rest there and get a good night's sleep and heal up or anything. But where it goes, I do not know. Okay. You said that the records were lost and they aren't here. Do you know where they would be? Perhaps in Absalom. That is a long way away. It's a tall order. Okay. Uh, he'll kind of look back at Brianna. Is there anything else that you can think of while we're here? No, I suppose we can try and communicate with with uh, the Temple of of Desna um, via letter. I know they're currently busy with the Radiant Festival there. Yeah, I hear the... Uh... <laughs> the new guard force is a total shit show. Unfortunately, with the the incident with the faceless stalker, it did take several victims, and we were hoping that somebody from your order would be able to do last rites and and perhaps burial um, on the on the behalf of those who did not make it to their families. We have. A bugbear and a gnome, was it? Bugbear, gnome, and halfling, yeah. We have a bugbear, gnome, and halfling that have not been uh, identified and do need last rites and peace. Uh, yes, we absolutely can do that. We'll work with Morta as well, as she is the the 
most dedicated to the Lady of Graves, and we will provide perform as best we can. Thank you very kindly. If, unless you, you have anything else further for us, we should continue on in our business. Yeah, I'm ready to go. Um, he nods. He starts ordering the acolytes and whatnot around to start preparing for burials and getting people ready for a large influx of dead bodies to perform last rites on and whatnot. Okay. Perfect. Completely off topic, mostly because I just see it. Shaylin's smile... Yes, Shaylin's smile. It's an artist's gill and a temple to Shaylin. Very cool. Okay, I guess we head back to the fortress. Yep, sounds good. Meanwhile, at the Fortress of Solitude. Anyway, sorry. Everyone meets back up at the fortress. And what are you all doing? What time is it? It is 6 p.m. Great. So we should probably eat. Maybe some... Evening carousing with the uh, the goblins and and Yelecha, hanging out. Did you guys pick up gifts for the goblins for the the their holiday? Is that today? Oh, of course. That's what Knife Sword told you. Well, he just said it was for that for whatever day that was. What what day is that Knife Sword? Is that today or is that a different day? Ah, uh, it's in the third week of Rova. Ah, so next week after ne- no. Mm. Couple weeks. I think so. I think we got back on the second of Rova, and it's been. Yes, it is now. This it's the seventh of Rova. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so we have a couple weeks yet to uh, collect gifts for how many goblins do we have on stuff? Oh, a good chunk. What? <laughs> Maybe a collective gift with. Or, or we could get something they could all enjoy, like um, a keg of some sort. I was just going to say a side yeah. of beef bones and all. Yeah, like a cow, uh, a big keg, maybe some fireworks that they don't allow to touch. <laughs> no, please. No fireworks. I'm trying to think what goblins would like. Yeah, there, there, there usually is a large feast at Schnozzle here. I remember one year we had the entire back end of an aurochs. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm sure we can scare something up uh, that will be appropriate. In fact, I, I can talk to, to Warble about something like that. Okay. So, you all eat and have a wonderful evening after a terrible, terrible day. Horrible, no good, very bad day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you all go to sleep. Knife sword, are you hiding those things on everyone, or are you just giving it to them? I was going to give them to, but I just assumed it was going to take a while to make. Oh, no, they're already in everyone's character sheet. What? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't think they were ready. I'm sorry. Uh, No, I was planning on just giving it to them, like, you know, wrapped in appropriate goblin gift wrapping. Okay. No. All right. So, So, like, still damp seaweed? (laughs) <laughs> it's maybe six six o'clock on the eighth of Rova. Uh, you all wake up, and what do you do? I mean, Soraya's got her morning prep to do, so she's probably busily fussing about with some alchemy materials, and Jasper hopping around helping her. Okay, and can Jasper still speak now or no? Um, probably. There's nothing incredibly pressing going on, so I don't think he needs to be a valet at the moment. He can speak instead. Okay. 
Twin Talon is going to do his normal morning routine, exercising, shaving his head. Um, he'll you know, spend some time training with his pterodactyl friend, and then he'll try to pitch in and help out with whatever repairs are going on in the uh, the Citadel. I, I don't have any particular skill, but I can pick things up and move them. And I've got a human-sized pterodactyl who can motivate the goblins, probably, if knife sword is any indication. <laughs> <laughs> don't you also have architecture lore doesn't that count for something i do i do have architecture lore I'm, i am good at designing things or like knowing about stuff but i don't know that it at least according to the way the rules are written i don't know that it actually helps which is unfortunate it feels like it should have some ability but in any case uh twin talent doesn't have anything specific he's trying to do so he's going to try to you know help out and uh, do what he can around the Citadel. All right, Brianna, what's she? What is she doing? Brianna would have uh, risen with the sun, and as it has to do with with her goddess, she would have prayed with the morning sun, and then also probably exercised with Twin Talon, probably running around Breach Hill, doing laps, and then. Yeah, probably checked in to see how the masks were going, if she was needed for any of the rites, and if not, also, she's she is strong. She will probably happily, you know, bench press a handful of logs. <laughs> okay. And Knife Sword? Um, I'm going to wrap all the gifts. Uh, I'm going to put little name tags on them. Uh, okay. They're written in Goblin, so... You know, but one one oh, for no. everybody in the party, and one for and I and, and this is uh, Robert here who doesn't have the memory. Um, the the name of the the, the lead goblin architect person. Oh, that I've been, Warble. 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 Yeah, and her name's on one. Okay, um, I then, can read Goblin. I know that. <laughs> then I'm gonna. Oh, uh, and by the way, the traditional way of giving a gift on Schnozzle's ear day is to sneak them under the ear of the person while they're sleeping. Um, anyway, uh, so then I'm going to go catch up with uh, um, uh, Third Vestigial Claw and um, <laughs> try to convince him that Brianna wants him to look in the backpack to make sure there's no structural deficiencies. I mean, I can I can take a look, sure. It's a backpack. Just get in there and... Just- Look around. Make sure that there's nothing dangerous. <laughs> I mean, aside from the fireplace. But there's nothing dangerous in there. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. Twin Town will look inside. You see that there's this weird fireplace that is way too close to everything else because it's a small backpack and not a portable hole. <laughs> and it's just all types of dangerous. Like, everything's going to catch on fire in there. How? Yeah, I don't think this is a good idea. I think the fireplace is probably uh, something you're going to want to not have in a backpack. <laughs> Maybe if you were to put a like an external, um, like a clay uh, fixture on the outside with a little portal into the backpack, and then you can have a chimney. And that way the fire's outside of the backpack and you and all the stuff are inside mm, of the backpack. That, that actually makes sense. I did have a venting problem last time I used it. Well, there you go. And you're sure Brianna wanted me to do this? Yeah, yeah. She was just nervous that, you know, with all the walking around, that, you know, things might shift. So I'm sure she is. 
roll sense bullshit, please. We are best friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and someone says your best friend wants to help. Like, oh, I'll help my best friend. <laughs> um, and uh, then after he does that, he'll make sure to uh, meet Brianna at some point during the day. You're like, mm-hmm. so uh, Knife Sword asked me to take a look at your backpack to make sure it was structurally sound and that the fireplace was in the right place? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> There's a what? Did, did you not ask me? You did not want me to do that? <laughs> what did he do? Her voice just keeps getting progressively higher <laughs> as she marches back. <laughs> First of all, h- how is there a, a, a chimney in a backpack? It is not even a bag of holding. How? How is this possible? I do it's not understand. Small. It's, it's a small chimney. Small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to leave that backpack behind and get myself a new one. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the ultimate... <laughs> Betrayal. Just like trickery to be like, just lull him to be like, okay, this is fine. You can do whatever you want with the backpack. We'll carry around it. And then he like climbs. He's like, ready to go. And then he's like, pull out a different backpack. And be like, bye bye. Bye, sucker. <laughs> I'm not Betrayal. lying. I just bought myself a new backpack. <laughs> around noon, you all are done with your morning routines everything is prepared you also find in your rooms under your pillows you find uh, small packages wrapped up with a word written in goblin on it okay um, I can read goblin I assume it's just some random number and then an appendage <laughs> oh yes yes that's what it's that's what it's written <laughs> as yeah <laughs> Oh, 17 tentacle. I guess this is for me. <laughs> and when you open it up, you see a small gold amulet that you can wear. Hmm. Does it say who it's from? Uh, well, Knife Sword, did you put your name on it? Um, as tradition, I put in uh, a small caricature of my face. Okay. So there's <laughs> okay. a crudely drawn goblin. Okay. Well, I mean, who else calls me 17 tentacles? Yeah, right. So. <laughs> All right. Twintown will take it. I'll wear it. All right. Uh, so on your character sheet, you will see there is a, an item there called Strange Amulet. Oh, no. You you may equip it if you'd like and invest one point into it. Um, uh, what does it do? You don't know unless Knife Sword tells you what it does. Knife sword. Th- thank you so much for this kindness. What what does it do? I just wanted to keep everybody safe. So that doesn't answer my question. <laughs> <laughs> so I figured if we ever get you know walloped next time, that everyone uh-huh. nobody's gonna die from the walloping. Ooh. Okay. So, mechanically, this is an item that works on as a reaction, 
the react mm-hmm. the triggering effect is you would be knocked into or you would gain the dying condition. If you would gain the dying condition, then the amulet goes off and you gain the effects of stabilize. So once per day, you can instantly stabilize. That's so cool. However, there is a downside to it. Uh-oh. And it's and it's all it's all cosmetic, nothing really. Once the amulet goes off, it begins to smell of knife sword's breath. <laughs> Wait, is that what my breath smells like? <laughs> it becomes moist and clammy. Why? And a thin layer of slime covers the amulet. <laughs> so, seems Why? super appropriate. And I assume we don't know about that side effect. Correct. Correct. (laughs) No, thanks. I'll just die. I'm good. (laughs) Again, those have no mechanical effects. They are purely roleplay effects of the of the amulet. All I can think is is the princess and the frog. It's not slime. You are secreting mucus. Yes. exactly it oh my gosh so that is your gift from knife sword that he made Aww. oh how lovely Thanks, bud you're welcome and i also gave one to um warble yeah, i gotta write that <laughs> how did that go well i had to sneak in and put it under her ear while she was sleeping yeah so with that we're gonna end here for today Little roleplay episode. Yeah. yeah. A much happier roleplay episode. For the Yay. overall, for the most part. It ended better. Yes. yes. On a higher note, I should say. Thank you for listening to the Crack Die Podcast. Background sound effects provided by Sirenscape, because epic games deserve epic music. Please visit them at sirenscape.com. Pathfinder 2nd Edition. Age of Ashes Adventure Path are all copyright of Paizo Publishing. Please visit them at paizo.com for more information.